Hey guys, welcome to Men's Moment, a weekly short devo for men to challenge and encourage you to engage in authentic, Christ-centered manhood that is biblically directed. Take the next five minutes and enjoy a moment of clarity in your life's purpose, a man's moment of purpose. Now, as we start this week, let me just say right up front, you may want to go find the written version of this to get some of the the, uh, links and other information that I've included because there's a tremendous amount of information that I've tried to include in this closing issue dealing with abortion. Because over the past four weeks, I have offered four distinct points, or tools if you will, that can be used to engage in conversation with those having a pro-abortion stance, but who may not have a faith background for reference. The four tools can be remembered by the mnemonic S-L-E-D, or SLED. S stands for size, L for level of development, E for environment, and D for degree of dependency. Now, the SLED SLED concept has been around for over 30 years, I know, because I first learned of it in the early 1980s on a Focus on the Family broadcast, and then I used it in Sunday school with collegiate-level men and women. It really has only become a favored talking tool in the last five to ten years, and you can gather a great deal of additional information online on the concepts and talking points about SLED, S-L-E-D. You can just Google that and get that. Or get hold of the printed version of this podcast, and you can hit the link there. Now, the battle over pro-life versus pro-abortion has been ongoing really for centuries, and it's going to continue for the foreseeable future. All the way back in 1882, John Calvin became one of many theologians who would take a stand against abortion when he said, and I quote, If it seems more disgraceful that a man be killed in his own home, than in his field, since for every man his home is his sanctuary, how much more abominable is it to be considered to kill a fetus in the womb who has not yet been brought into the light? The unborn, though enclosed in the womb of his mother, is already a human being, and it is an almost monstrous crime to rob it of life, which it has not yet begun to enjoy, end of quote. Now, that is out of a book called Cometarius in Exodum, Uh, published all the way back in 1882. Now, there are multiple discussion points against abortion, not just those based on biblical admonitions and verses. Even though it is wonderful that God gave us such passages as those in Psalms 139, dealing with knowing us in the womb and seeing us formed and, and grow from there. And notice when you read this that this passage does not speak of a blob of tissue, but a life that God already knows and is caring for. But then there are medical arguments against abortion also. Remember that at conception, the embryo is immediately distinct from the mother in its genetic makeup. So the argument that a baby is just another appendage for the mother is, quite frankly, scientifically inaccurate. Additionally, I can tell you as a paramedic of four-plus decades, I have noted that physicians use the criterion for absolute death as a lack of brainwave activity as measured by an EEG or electroencephalograph reading. So it stands to reason that if lack of brainwave activity defines death, then the presence of brainwave activity signifies life, which a fetus does have, by the way, it's somewhere between 40 and 43 days, that's days, of development. Legally, 
the pro-abortion crowd knows it is on very thin ice. Even former Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor wrote in her dissent opinion of the 1983 case entitled Akron versus Akron Center for Reproductive Health that, and I'm quoting again, the Roe v. Wade framework is clearly on a collision course with itself. There have been even more developments in the legal area over the past several years, and you'll find several interesting articles dating all the way back to 1989 as well as 2017 that give insight into several aspects of the legal battle. And that is another one of those things you'll need to see the printed version to catch the hyperlinks to those articles. But then there are ethical and philosophical arguments against abortion. In 2014, Kirby Anderson, who is one of the founders of Probe Ministries, authored an excellent article regarding the arguments against abortion, and I encourage you to catch it, find it, read it closely. In doing my research, I admit I initially neglected to note that the date was a 2014 article, but was fascinated to find that his reasoning and articulation for pro-life were as current as today's news. One of the bottom-line arguments that people are Reticent to discuss, though, is the issue of making it easier to take a life at any age. Once a society becomes, and I put this in air quotes, comfortable with the taking a life in the womb, it begins to stretch the boundaries with medical and philosophical relativism so that the acceptability of taking a life outside the womb is not far away. If you have any doubts about this, take a look at the article entitled National Healthcare. Medicine in Germany from the years 1918 to 1945, which was written by Mark Mikuzi, who is both an MD, doctor, and a PhD philosopher. Once you read it, begin to compare the parallels of 100 years ago with what's happening today. It is frightening. Now is not the time to waver, gentlemen. We must stand firm in our resoluteness to address the culture regarding pro-life versus pro-abortion. As we do, let us remember three things. Number one, God is still in control and has the ultimate victory. And as it says in Romans 8, 28, he's going to work all of this chaos for eventual good in some way. Number two, the real battle is in the heavenly places, as we find in Ephesians, where it says we're battling, and I quote, against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms, end quote. But number three, we are God's army here in the physical realm. So we need to, as it says once again in Ephesians 6, get ready for battle and engage the enemy daily. This means we need to study God's battle plan, which is the Bible, practice it in our lives, and stand firm, as it says, for truth. My prayer is that you, mighty man of God, We'll take the tools we have discussed along with what God is teaching you as you study His Word and put it all into action to make a difference in your world. I pray the actions we collectively take will bring an end to the killing of innocent unborn and bring a beginning to seeing life as God sees it, made by Him for His glory. That's it for this week's Men's Moment. I hope you enjoyed it and that you will take at least one step of what we discussed and put it into the fabric of your daily life starting today. If you would, take a moment to pass this podcast link on to another man. Encourage him to listen and subscribe. So until next week, pray hard, love your family deeply, and do all of your work like you're doing it for the Lord. 
<laughs> because you are. Blessings. Blessings.